Poverty Light. And I'm Rick Rupenthal. Welcome to An Honest Look. Where we look at transformation from the inside out. Unplugged. Unscripted. And in the moment. Thought. <laughs> hey, Ryan. So, so what were you saying, Fatih? I was saying I know nothing about conflict. I, I oh. never have any conflicts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Me neither. Me neither. Life, life is so rosy. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I've been, I've been actually accused of of, um, of wearing um, rose-colored glasses all the time, and mm. um, and and of course, uh, in my personality profiling, which, um, you know, I, 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 I don't use it as a, I use it as a tool to point to people, but it's not necessarily like we talked about in the labels, um, uh, um, um, conversation. So, yeah. The conversation that we had, um, it doesn't define you, right. It, it describes you in, in, in the moment kind of a thing. And one of the things that prevalently comes up in my profile is, um collaboration and because that's a big strength the weakness side of that is conflict oh interesting avoiding conflict avoiding conflict okay yes, yes. and and so <laughs> an overuse strength can become a weakness and that's how it would show up where mm. i i from my perception of what i think is conflict right gets in the way right it clouds my 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 vision and then my persona uh, my my habitual uh thinking uh draws me away from that so there's an avoidance but uh anyways well hey what a wonderful week we've had good to see you again good to see you too good to see you i changed my location you see? I, yeah, I like it i like i like the i like the pillows and the in the and it's, it's like you're way in a comfortable. I'm in a. I'm in an industrial kind of a. I, I've got the. I got the board. I got a. You know. <laughs> I don't, it looks more comfortable, but maybe the chair that I was sitting on before was more comfortable. We'll see. I just wanted to change it up and see how this worked. Right. 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 Yeah. No, it looks good. Looks like it. And um. And that's part of it, right? You know, when we're having a conversation, is to get comfortable, especially when we're in a coaching environment. Um. And um, yeah, so I hope everybody that's coming on or listening to the recording is in a comfortable space right now. And we're going to talk about conflict. We've never had so, a conflict, have we? I don't think we ever had a conflict, but I think there were there were like moments that were a little thicker, <laughs> one way or the other, when one of us was getting maybe triggered, you know, yeah. or hearing something that felt triggering in that moment yeah typically in a coaching moment <laughs> well it, it thinks things often come up right and that's yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what we do right so it uh i'm 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 curious though um oh hi alistair good to see you um welcome and, welcome and, everyone yeah and adina good to see you again uh so i'm curious what what you see as conflict like what is like, you know, when I know when we uh, I know there's a lot of things going on in the world and and various other things, which we also call conflict mm -hmm. uh, But on a personal level, um, you know, when we say the word or add the label of conflict, it it does have a tendency of bringing up different things for different people. And I'm curious, um, from your point of view, uh, what do you see as as conflict? Well, first of all, I want to talk about what you just said earlier, how, you know, like you, you have the tendency to avoid conflict. And I think we talked about this a while ago, how I was on the other end of the spectrum mm. most of my life. Like conflict was a very, very big part of my life. And then as I started working on myself and like shifting that, I shifted to the other side too. I don't know if you remember that where I was like, I found myself avoiding conversations and avoiding kind of voicing how I felt about certain things because I didn't want to get into conflict, right? I completely like flipped my perception of what conflict was and that didn't feel good either. 
right? Interesting, interesting, yes. It felt really uncomfortable because then I started feeling like I was not expressing myself truthfully, right? And I was not being heard and seen. And I was doing it all on my own, right? No one was doing that to me. I shifted myself and started believing that not confronting people was the way to go because I was trying to really shift myself and I went all the way to the other side. And then eventually I found my voice again and I went back into a more balanced place. Mm. Um, and that's, that is certainly more comfortable, but it's more of a place of really picking and choosing where I am going to put that kind of effort into a conversation that can potentially turn into conflict, right? To me now, today, conflict is when two people are not able to see each other, basically, right? We're running different agendas. We're really looking at things from my own point of view, and we really see the truth of our own map of the world. We're not able to see the other person's map of the world, right? (laughs) That being said, right, it, it doesn't mean that there's never a situation where being upset about something is not the right feeling to have, right? Um, And at the same time, conflict does arise because of this inability to see the other point of view. Whether it is you or the other person, then that creates a standstill, right? That's what conflict is, in my opinion. And so in order to not avoid that, because I I think you grow from disagreeing too, right? We're not all just meant to think and do things exactly the same way or want the same things. It's just the way you go about it, about the disagreement that can turn into conflict or not. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I like, I like, I like your story about sort of having this home environment or this, this environment where conflict was, was prevalent Mm -hmm. and then noticing that you had this shift with mm-hmm. it, that actually you went, you know, all, all the way to the other side of the spectrum, if you know, knowing that there's a bit of a spectrum, right? And then you found your happy balance. And I think mm-hmm. that that is interesting to note in itself, like to understand conflict as a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And and they all have a bit of a spectrum. And knowing, knowing again back to when to hold them and when to fold them and when when you when you want to engage, right? Um, the other thing is, sorry, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> my dad, my dad making dinner. Um, <laughs> don't chop your finger off, please. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, we're, Hey, we're live folks, right? <laughs> anything, so anything can happen. But the other thing you said, um, um, was, was about the uh, understanding of the the difference of points of view. And I see conflict um, or I experience conflict uh, from, a, from a tension point of view. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I feel tension, then it's like, okay, I'm, I am looking towards disagreement. I'm pointing towards something that, that, Okay, we're not seeing eye to eye, and when we're seeing not eye to eye, there's a tension there. And and I love what Stephen Covey said in his book, uh, The Seven Habits of of um, um, of people of good people. I forget. I forget. <laughs> of um, highly <laughs> successful people. people the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, seek first to understand. Mm-hmm. Right. So. So because we see the world so differently, um, even though we might be in the same environment, we might be in the same, you know, sort of experiencing the same situation, we never actually see it or experience it the same way. Like even people living in the same house uh, with the same parents, you know, uh, have different experiences. So for me, when I, when I feel the tension and I, and of course, you have to notice it, right? Because if, if you don't notice it, you go into reactive mode, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which gets you into a whole different other uh, realm. But when you do notice, you can sit back and go, okay, like what, 
what possibly am not I'm not seeing. So instead of going into a corrective mode, I go into a what I would I would term a connection. Like like let's mm -hmm. see if we can get connected here. Help me understand what you're seeing in this, because obviously you know I can't. Right now, we all have preferences, and that's usually where you know the rubs come in. Is that you see something or behavior or something's not rubbing up against your preference, and like Carl Jung says, you know it's like there's your opportunity, there's your growth piece, right? Mm -hmm. And the more we look to understand that, um, and where where the source is coming from, we tend to let go of the conflict and become more, you know, more more free flowing. You're finding the balance, right? Well, I mean, there's something in what you just said that to me describes conflict, right? That conflict, it really is reactiveness. You're reacting to something, right? On the surface, it looks like you're reacting to the person's point of view, right? But really that person's point of view or let's say like action or different way of seeing things and wanting to go about something is typically triggering something in you. We're going back to the triggers, right? It's always something being triggered in us. Something's being triggered in us, whether it is that we feel like the person's not seeing our point of view, is not hearing us, or is triggering something a little bit deeper that's connected to an experience that we've had or something, right, that has typically happened or a belief that we have, right? something gets triggered and then we become reactive, right? And now we're no longer actively listening. We're no longer open to hearing yeah. the other person and we get into defensive mode, right? Yeah. Reactiveness is a way of defending ourselves. Like when you start yeah. yelling and like become, you know, like you become, yeah, you're reacting to the situation. You're like, it's a, it's a way of protecting yourself. So that really is what creates a conflict. It's not the fact that we think differently or that we don't agree on certain things. What creates conflict is, is we're reacting to feeling wronged or feeling, you know, that we're not being heard or whatever it is. Would it, that whatever is what conflict whatever is. come up with sometimes. Like something yeah. like I don't know if it's ever happened to you or anybody in, in our audience and, and please, please, you know, um, share any experiences you have, but there are a lot of times because we see the world through perceptions, right. And depending on, you know, how cloudy my perception is, I don't necessarily see the world very clearly and something that I will perceive as a conflict. I could be way off in left field. You know, kind of thing, and really, you know, almost ruin the moment, knowing, not knowing what's behind that. And that's why I find, you know, like when I do catch myself, okay, I need clarity. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I'm going to resolve this feeling kind of a thing. I need, I need to balance out with clarity. And so, you know, help me understand why is blue better than white? <laughs> kind of think it's like you know but but you're right there's something in there that kind of rubs up against you and it does not feel good and then we think it's it's either a personal attack or something and of course our ego will go into reactive mode fight or flight mm -hmm. and it, it has to defend its position right you know you know it's typically something that either challenges a model of the world triggers something within us that's unresolved or traumatic or you know that mm -hmm. has to, that, that that has to do with with an experience or boundaries being crossed too yeah. right or values right well and that, th those are the things like 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 those are all conditions right you know like mm -hmm. we we'd have developed them like young says you know like we start off in 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 as as children and we learn preferences. We learn that we like certain types of food. We like certain flavors, we, certain smells, certain, all these different things. They're all categorized as preferences, right? I write with my right hand, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it feels awkward when I do it with my left hand. It's not that mm -hmm. I can, but I prefer to write. Absolutely. And so, and, that, and that's what really sometimes gets in the way is 
um, particularly in relationships, is is that we're up against other people's preferences, other people's values, and other you know. So you know, I don't know how wonderful it would be if everybody thought the same way as me. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. like to me, it would be kind of like, all right, kind of boring, you know, kind of a mm -hmm. thing. So I mean, the flavor, the color of the world, is based on diversity. And, and diversity of thought and diversity of values and things like that. So I think, um, I'm not sure where I'm going with all this, <laughs> but. Uh, but <clears throat> like, I, I would say, you know, like, how do we avoid, how do we avoid going to a place of conflict? Right? Oh, I'm good at avoiding. I'm good at avoiding. Yeah, without avoiding. <laughs> yeah how do you avoid without avoiding okay yeah how do you not go into conflict and still resolve what can potentially create that conflict right well, you you have you brought up an interesting thing in the very beginning about the balance piece yeah yeah okay. that's what i was trying to get to yeah. yeah yeah well i'm curious if you could speak a little bit more about like because i think there's a there's there's avoidance well uh, I'll let you finish your point. Sorry. So <clears throat> avoidance, obviously, you're just avoiding the situation that conflict is going to come back, bite your butt. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure you have experienced that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. keep coming back. But, but the, the balance is in, I think that the first thing to do is really try and enter into the model of the other person by A, acknowledging Right. It's just like coaching one-on-one, right? But it's the, I feel like those are basic coaching skills that anyone should acquire, right? You don't need to be a coach to do this. Really acknowledge the other person that, hey, I can see that this is really difficult for you, or I'm hearing that you're getting really upset. This is, I get it, that this is how you see things, um, and... This is how I see it, right? I think the moment that you acknowledge and you make, make the other person see, you're already lowering the temperature, right? Yeah. And this is how I feel, right? So I'm acknowledging that you have a different point of view than mine. I'm gonna reflect that back on you, right? And I'm gonna give you my point of view now, right? And if the other person is willing to hear you, then now you can collaborate and resolve this together and find a compromise or a place of agreement or agree to disagree, right? Yeah. But if the other person is not willing to hear you or not shifting their attitude towards it, I, I believe that leaving it at that, asserting yourself and how you feel and making your point is really all you can do, right? You can't really change anyone's mind unless they want to. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't. And, yeah. And either take action on what you truly believe to be the right action to take or just you have voiced how you feel. Most often is really about being able to voice what what is bothering us about the behavior, whatever it is, and leave it at that, not step into the temptation of doing this back and forth, because if the other person on the other side is not open to seeing things any other way but theirs. All you can do is acknowledge their point of view and state yours, right? Yeah. And that typically helps me just let it out. All I needed to do was let it out. I do, I do not agree with the way you have approached this or this is how I would like to do it, right? This is how I would like to, uh, you know, like resolve this situation. And, and you take either action on what you have just established that is your point of view or you come to a compromise or you walk away from the situation because not all conflict is something that really needs a specific resolution, right? You can just no. state your discontent with something that has crossed your boundaries or your values in a respectful way and acknowledging the person and leave it at that. And really, really for me, the, the, the not falling into the back and forth when, when it's a loop is crucial, right? It is. And not feeding it. It's just gonna. Uh, Alistair was saying that he loves uh, what we said about the fact. Help me understand what I am not seeing before you go into a reactive mode. Absolutely, and I know mm -hmm. that would have diffused lots of situations in his experience. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean that. I that's that. really, you know, noticing where you are before you get into the reactive stage, right? Because 
when two egos clash, that there really is no resolve that you cannot resolve. Right. When, when, because ego for an ego to survive, it has to be right. Mm -hmm. of so course. You, got, you got two egos that want to be right. And so you're, you're, you're right out of way. You got a lose, lose situation. Mm -hmm. The other thing is you you had mentioned about listening. Mm -hmm. and there's an art of listening where you drop sort of the defenses, you drop the stand and and the binders, like you get rid of the binders and you open up to hear, okay, maybe I'm not seeing it properly. Mm -hmm. Right? Maybe there is something there that I, I can learn. Maybe there is an opportunity here, right? Maybe I don't know everything. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a surprise, right? You know, um, and, and because it's all you're really doing is you're, you're really arguing with yourself because you're being reflected back, right? Mm -hmm. And, and so there's a huge opportunity to drop the stand. And just open up the the shutters, open up your window wide enough just to actually hear what's coming through. And from, from that point of view, I find it so much more refreshing because, first of all, my ego is not there anymore. I mean, you're, you're, now, you're now actually able to hear, right, and see the other person's point of view. I think something else that's important to emphasize is that depending on how strong that reactiveness is and how, what, what it is the thing that has triggered you or how strong the trigger is, you may or may not be able to have that constructive conversation in the moment, right? Well, you may, need, you may sure. need to walk away from it for a second and just state that. Right yeah. now, nothing's good is going to come out of this. I, I can tell that you're upset and I can, I can recognize that I am upset and I want to have this conversation in a way that it's going to serve us both. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about this in whatever. Because, or like because there is a spectrum of, of, of conflict, isn't there? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I have that. There are some things that are easy for me to let go. And mm -hmm. there's some things that it's like, I cannot let this go. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, like, yeah. like some, something, something is there, right? Yeah. It's like a huge difference between hearing, listening. Absolutely. And being, absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and, you know, the way we're wired, we're not going to be able to hear or listen to anything if we're charged, if we're in fight or flight, if we're like, yeah. if our ego is triggered and emboldened in that moment. Try and resolve it in that moment, which is the urgency of taking action that comes from being fight or flight, is only going to escalate things or make them worse, Absolutely. right? And this is true for a dialogue, for an yeah. email, right? A phone call. I, 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 you know, this about me, I can tell you, I have hundreds of drafts in my phone of emails that I didn't send, and yet writing them really yeah. helped me release those feelings. Yeah. And once yeah. those feelings were removed, then I could think about the story or what was happening in a very different way. And sometimes it took me an hour. Sometimes yeah. it took me a couple of days. And sometimes it took me a week, depending on what it was. Yeah. It was triggering me and making me feel charged. Yeah. And how do you know that you're in that space? When you're like charged physically, when you feel heat in your body, when you you're feel vibrant. like, you're yeah. Vibrant. You're vibrating with a lot more negative energy, right? You want to do so. There's an urgency to do something about it and resolve it. That is your clue to step back and just go meditate, go for a walk, punch a bag, punch a pillow, have a fight with an empty chair. I, I do all of those things. Just fight with an empty chair, release writing, right? That's kind of what that is. Just typing that response. And keeping yeah. it in the draft, I usually remove the yeah the reply to yeah some horror stories on on texting and emailing. I tell you, yeah, it'll just have a place. I have a place in my notes. I go and type the draft in my notes, 
retype it. Sometimes I type it and retype it and fix it and fix it and, and I obsess over it. Yeah. And then I read it the next day. I'm like, what is all this stuff? <laughs> and I end up with three sentences, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is, I mean, that's a perfect example of that whole piece of when you're in that low mood or reactive place, mm -hmm. how, you know, how that snow globe gets so shut oh, yeah. up, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't see clear anymore, but it's helpful. I mean, you, I mean, it was great that you had the, you know, the, the sort of this, you know, and understood what was going on, that you're, you are able to take that break. You were able to separate yourself from the reactive fatigue to knowing that, okay, eventually this will settle. I'll look at it more objectively, you know, and then, and then surprised you look at it again and it's going, oh, you know, either it was not that important or, Oh, this is what I, I find, I find I get these inspired comebacks. Like, this is how I should be responding to this. Like mm -hmm. it's more out of, out of clarity than out of reaction. It's also like often I've looked at those and I noticed that a lot of that like wording and stuff that was, there was about like proving myself, mm -hmm. right. It was about like things that were like coming more from me. Than the yeah. other person, right? Yeah. And, and when I wasn't able to control myself and I sent it, hit sent right away, what happens is that that energy bounces right back, right? Because now the other person <laughs> is charged and now they send you a nasty email, they talk to you in a nasty way. And then is this like energy bouncing back and forth and no one's getting anywhere and everyone's upset, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and poof, two, three days later, you feel differently about it anyway because. What you did in that moment, you did this discharge exercise that I'm talking about, right? Releasing all that energy with the person that you're having the conflict with. And that does not help the relationship, right? And you're just dumping on each other. You're just throwing the, the, the energy back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. When you do it on your own, when you release it on your own and you clear your head on your own, then you can just really show up as as the wiser version of yourself with Absolutely. a deeper and clearer understanding and not actually damage the relationship. Right. Absolutely. Cause, cause now, yeah. Cause you you've dropped the ego. You're coming from, from a quieter mind, right. Where wisdom can now speak up. And, and it's funny, at least I, from my experience, when I'm communicating from that place, other, they get it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not pointing fingers, right? Yeah. And the other thing that you don't have to deal with when you go into your dumping somewhere else is the guilt, is the post guilt that you feel right now. You had a blow up you had an exchange with another person. Sometimes it can get offensive. Sometimes you just say things to hurt the person. They say something back to you. And now you have all these other sets of emotions to deal with. And then two days later, you feel really bad about all those things that you said. And now you're judging yourself, right? And now you feel bad about who you are and what you've done, right? Yeah. So yeah. it triggers a whole set of emotions. It's not just what you dump on the other person. It's also how you feel about it. Uh, right. And, and I would say, and I would also say it's a process getting there, right? If your entire life, you have always done it that way, you have always reacted, it's going to take some time for you to be able to shift that. And it's important in that, in that place, like when you become aware, okay, this is a pattern that I fall into. It's not serving me. It's not really yeah. helping my relationships. I want to shift this. It's, it's important to, really not judge yourself when you do and forgive yourself and like look at yourself with compassion and grace and understand it's going to, I always walked this way. It's going to take some time to change the way I walk. Right. Yeah. Really look at yourself with compassion because judging yourself just prevents you from continuing to take yeah. action from it. There's a, there's a uh, exercise. I invite every, anybody that's watching right at the moment now, just to, just to cross their arms, cross their arms. Okay. Everybody cross their arms. I can I can see you cross your arm. Okay, good. good. <laughs> now, 
Now I want you to look to see which which arm is on the top and which arm is up underneath, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now uncross your arm. Now I want you to cross your arms the opposite way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Okay. So how do, how does that feel? Uncomfortable. It does. Absolutely. That's yeah. that's that's what change feels like from a person. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got this little bit of uneasiness or, or awkwardness to it because we're not used to it. And this is this is what I was I discovered with myself when I noticed that one of my habitual habits was to avoid conflict. Mm. And and, you know, the perception would be that, you know, I was a pushover and all these other different things that would come 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 through that. Right. Um, because one of the things that I had believed in what conflict was is that anytime I saw conflict, it was fight to the death. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to have that happen. I felt like every conflict would end up with a battle to the death. And, um, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't about hurting people. So, uh, and that's how I viewed conflict. So, of course, I'm going to avoid it. Who wants to hurt anybody? Um, but when I learned about that there are other forms of, of, of sort of dealing with that, right? Noticing, okay, I'm about to enter into, like, because it comes from a feeling, right? That I'm going to experience what I perceive as conflict. I can back in or back out and 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 go into a space of more responsiveness mm -hmm. right because and, and a perfect example of what you just said about the feeling of guilt and i'm going to include remorse yeah absolutely that, yeah. right because Regret, remorse yeah our true nature is love and we're our nature isn't conflict if it was you know, we would feel a lot more better about it, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing when, when it happens. And and your example is perfect that when it does happen and we go to a quieter space, we realize, wow, that's that's not it. That's not it. it it's about love and connection. And we feel bad because we feel mm -hmm. we really feel we hurt somebody. So, yeah. 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 I, I, I think another important piece of this is that acceptance that even when you do things in a way that's healthy for all, the other person may not be on the same page. And the, the other person may even react to, because I, I think when you communicate in a certain way and you assert yourself and you just establish, this is how I feel about it. This is what I'm willing to accept and or not accept. The other person may take it or not. They, mm -hmm. And they may mm -hmm. react to it, right? Sure. Yeah, and, you, can't control, and, you can't control yeah. that. So right. there has to be acceptance that the person is going to understand it or not but yeah. the difference is that you know and you feel very differently about how you have expressed that and how you have put forward your thinking your opinion voice what you felt it needed to be heard right yeah. and, and now you're just shifting into the realm of accepting that others are not where you're at that others are not going to change just because you want them to change or need them to change. They're going to change or see or understand what they're capable of understanding, seeing, and where they're at in that moment, right? One, to the best of their ability. Absolutely. And 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 one of the things that I noticed that Dina brought up that she's she's the queen of avoidance. Um, that <laughs> I, makes, that that makes, <laughs> I don't. Well, <laughs> I guess I I I'm the king of avoidance. Um, <laughs> but but when it one thing that helped me is speaking from an I language point of view, mm -hmm. right? Rather than, yeah. so, so instead of like pointing a finger, when you do this, you know, kind of a thing or you know, kind of thing, it's because, you know, the old three fingers are always pointing back to you. Right. <laughs> um, and you like that when I do that, the, uh, it, I like it when you do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's all be, but the, the other thing is, is that it's when you speak from you, 
from your point of view, it's more of a connection mm -hmm. because now you're being, you're actually being vulnerable. You're being open and you're saying, you know what? I feel this way. Mm -hmm. and, and talk about this, how you feel specifically, Absolutely. how specifically. you feel. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. When, when I see this, I feel this. Mm -hmm. And, and that way, you know, the, the other person understands your position, right? And when you come into a conversation where there is no right or wrong, no judgment from an, a, a place of unconditional love, you're open to do that. You know, you're, you're, you know, it's like, here's my heart. This is, this is how I feel. This is me. Well, no one can really argue with you about how you feel, right? <laughs> That's just how you feel. No one can argue with you, right? I love, I like that, right? It, it dissolves yeah. the conflict right there because yeah. nobody can argue yeah. with you. <laughs> no one can argue with you about how you feel. That's the way you feel, right? But when you say you did this and you made me feel this way, you're blaming the person, right? Absolutely. And you're just putting words or intentions into the, you know, like you're just projecting all those things. Then there's the person becomes reacting and defensive, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, lo yeah, I love that you pointed this out. It's such an important, um, it's such an important tool in effective communication, frankly. I mean, we're just talking about effective communication, right? Really, that's the so bottom we're line. Saying, yeah. We're not really solving anybody's conflict. We're not really giving you tools to win at conflicts, <laughs> right? But we're saying, you're not effective when you're charged. You're not effective when you're triggered. You're not effective when you're pissed. When you're pissed, that 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 anger wants to come out one way or the other. So give it a healthy way. Give it a way that's not gonna it's, it's dump okay on somebody to be else. Angry. It's yeah. okay to be angry. Right? Yeah, and, and maybe avoid road rage. <laughs> uh yes. I mean, but that's that's <laughs> go that's punch good. a bag. <laughs> yeah, that that and and yeah, and other things that. Like, like when you're physically hurting somebody, I mean, that's, that's, that's. The, no, that's there's pillows and mattresses that you could be punching. Oh, sure. I think that some people do need that physical release. I need the physical release. Like I, I need to work out every day. I need, my body needs to discharge energy. Not just when I'm angry, when I'm stressed, when I'm tired, like my body just needs energy to move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm angry, if I literally have like a two minute, like either talk with my empty chair or record myself really angry and then look at it, that's actually super effective. When I record myself that I'm really angry and then I watch it again, I'm like, girl, <laughs> like, who wants to talk to you? You know, like it's like, it's ugly. It's ugly because we don't really see ourselves. When we're having an argument and argue like you don't see what you look like go record it and tell me how that feels you know we, we all we all have those, those recording devices now right yeah yeah oh i erased them all i'm like i don't want to look at this again uh, we're not going to see this on instagram no but you you are now experiencing yourself from an observer's point of view it's such Good a point. really really effective tool yeah. because especially as a coach, I'm like, wow, like <laughs> noticing, right? Noticing those like words that are like sticking out. And I'm like, if I had to coach myself in that moment, yeah, you know, like I was not coachable, A, and B, it's like if I only had a mirror when I was arguing with someone and I looked what I looked like, I, it would have probably stopped me right there, <laughs> you know? And, and that's kind of a, I mean, there's another little bit of like, cause, cause life mirrors back to us. Right. And, and when you do notice, and that's the whole piece, the, the noticing is being from the observer state. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you, and here, you know, here's a perfect example, right? It's sort of like, okay. Um, let's just like, everybody just say this out loud. Okay. I love you. I love I, you. I love you. Now, I want you to say it in your head, okay? Just say it in your head. Okay. Now, did you hear that? Could you hear that in your head? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. Who's listening? Who is that, that, that that's listening? Me. <laughs> that, that's the observer, yeah. right? Yeah. And that, that observer, if you, if you, if, if you can sort of like disconnect away from the, from the personal thinking for a moment, you'll notice how neutral that person is or that whatever that is, right? It's, it's very neutral. It's not judging. It's mm -hmm. just watching. And, and that's so brilliant about you recording your anger and then watching it from a, like, whoa, like that's, that's, <clears throat> It works and it works for sadness too. It works also when you're in deep in the rabbit hole of darkness, you know, everything is doom and gloom and, or you feel, yeah, you feel deeply sad. Just recording that. I, I think I actually, I think I shared that it was either on Instagram or it was on here when I had COVID in December. Uh, I really got in my head around you know, the isolation triggered some stuff in me that had to do with the lockdown and and when I reheard those recordings, I saw the victim. <laughs> like it's like wow, you know, like it's amazing how it just sucked me right back into the story, and I could not see a way out. It was very, very effective yeah. way of really putting myself into the observer's seat and see what really was happening. I literally watched it maybe within a day or so from it. I was like, okay time to snap out of this. I'm telling it, myself the same story. And it comes from a very objective place, right? It comes, you know, it's like, it's, it's very interesting exercise. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And, and you also said an inter like the victim. Yeah. I was 100% in the victim in victim in that moment. Right. And I was in the story. I was in the traumatic event that I, I didn't even realize it was a piece of trauma that I was holding inside, right? From when COVID had hit New York and we all of a sudden were like completely isolated. People are mm -hmm. fleeing the city and I'm by myself with two kids. And I never really truly had time to really process all of that, right? That piece yeah. of it at the very least. So when I got COVID and now I'm isolating from my kids inside my home, it really put me back into that place of hopelessness and isolation. And I was a little panicky and angry and, you know, like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's incredible how it just really sucks you right back in. If there's a little bit of trauma, it, it's, it's almost like your intellect doesn't have time to catch up to the reaction. You just no. react and you it, don't even understand why. It feels, yeah. it feels, it feels threatened. Right. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, our instinct is to survive. Right. Yeah. So if there's a, if there, if there's a perceived real threat, real or not, right. It's a perception. Then it's going to do what it thinks it needs to do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, back to conflict and, and the victim thing is it really, for me, it's a personal, it just seems personal. It mm -hmm. always is personal. And when it becomes personal, that doesn't include anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so my focus is on me. And when I shift it 180 degrees and focus it back on the other person, in other words, get more curious, right? Not to take a stand that I'm, you know, I'm correct and I need to be right, but actually because I feel, oh, I'm a victim. But if I open up and point my focus towards the other and saying back to, you know, help me understand that. Okay. Let me, let me hear your side. Let me hear your point of view. How do you, how are you seeing this? Right. Mm -hmm. Is it pink or is it red? <laughs> right. Because it, it's, a, it's a different thing, right. From your designer experience. Right. You know, in, in my, you know, well, whatever limited experience, you know, that's, that's how sometimes it can, it can really get in the way as simple as that, as simple as that. That was right. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at enough like color samples to match them. I know, I know, I know. I even just, through the screen that was rad yeah, no, absolutely absolutely you know and, and there was a willingness there was a willingness on my part to play play that right 
but it's funny like you know we are i think i shared with that before we got on last week about pink and blue mm-hmm. and it was back in the 1930s that a group of marketers got together and came up with the concept of um color colors for gender yes and and so they had pink and blue and it was almost literally a coin toss which color would be for boys and which color would be for girls now throughout the the ages throughout the years i was conditioned that pink was girls and blue was boys it could have been reversed very easily oh yeah yeah you know and that's how that's how sometimes we really get tricked like we don't sometimes i i get like why am i so plugged into this why am i so passionate about this like you know we get blindsided about like why do i have to be right at this moment <clears throat> like you know like could i actually be wrong ooh what a concept like you know it's like what would happen if you were right how would that make you feel right yeah. well yeah is when you really know and understand that nobody really can touch you, touch you at the mm-hmm. deepest level, right? All they're doing is just, you know, the monkey brain. Mm-hmm. All that, that's the only level, right? You know? And if you took things less personal, I know I've, I, I've done that more often now. Um, life does kind of flow a little easier. Right. Well, and I think you know, ask, <laughs> asking yourselves those, yourself those questions is what's going to get you to the bottom of the real reason why, right? Yeah. You're feeling charged, or you're you're so attached to proving yourself, or whatever it is. Yeah. And obviously, a coach can really help you do that, but you can also do that for yourself, right? You can, yeah. you can ask yourself those questions. And another technique that I really love using is having two chairs and moving from one chair to the other and coach mm. myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that really works as well. Right. Just really put, put out all my story, do my dumping, you know, and then just put myself in the coach's position yeah. and, and ask myself all those questions that I would be asking somebody else. And that's really effective as well, because really the gesture moving to another spot helps you move yourself into a different uh, point of view. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's it's a, it's I've I've often asked that same question uh, to clients where, you know, uh, where I felt that they were kind of stuck. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, if, if your best friend came to you with that same problem or that same concern, what would you be saying to them? Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. And you know, and they'd go da 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 da. You know, and I would say, well, when was the last time you you attended your own lectures, <laughs> you know, kind mm-hmm. of like your own coaching sessions? Because <clears throat> because life has a tendency of mirroring back, like you know, like we're we can the advice that we tend to give others is actually the same advice that we're looking for ourselves. Of course, yeah. You know, you know, and, and you know what? What the ultimate conflict is? The alt. What's this? The ultimate yeah. conflict. The ultimate conflict that we have every day is in here. It's that critic, oh, right? Yeah. That's that's a conflict that's constantly running, right? Constant so, dialogue is constantly, constantly, yes. constantly. So conflict is very much a part of us. And again, the same things that work with somebody else work for you too, right? The more you feed it, and the more it's going to keep going, right? The more you feel bad about it. And the more you feed the narrative, right? But the moment that you just stop listening to the enraged voice that's attacking you inside and you take a step away, and now you take the power that it has on you away, and you can really see things. It's like not having all the noise when you're trying to think, right? Now you can think clearly and have compassion for yourself right not judge yourself have compassion really see yourself as if you were talking to a friend right would i be saying these things to a friend of mine or how would i be wording it how would i be seeing it if it was somebody other than myself right because that is the ultimate conflict and it's a conflict that we literally run 
all day long. All, all, right. all day, yeah. And and you know it's the same thing. I I often when I notice again that the whole piece of awareness, right? The noticing, and asking myself question: What would I? How would I act differently without that story? Yeah. You know, like what what would be different, right? And and it it automatically just drops me into a different mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, again, it gets back to. Oh, I need to connect. It's a more of a, a it's a connection as opposed to taking a stand on something and then having two egos continually fight. Connecting with the reasons behind the behavior, with the way you know the person feels, or even connecting with the critic, right? Oh, there he goes again. Yeah. He's having a really bad day, he's really charged, right? Really having compassion for the critic as well, because I think when I you know, when you first start working on, you know, like just lowering the volume on the on the critical voice, the negative thinking, first of all, it emboldens, right? And mm-hmm. second of all, you get angry at it, right? When you when you actually when people start noticing that they have this critical voice inside of them, they get the conflict starts, it's on, right? They get angry at it. Oh, it was there again. I don't know why I can't stop thinking this way. And you know, it and has it's nothing to do with the present moment. It has yeah. nothing to do with right. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like uh Adina just said uh, the longer you avoid a conversation with potential conflict, the worst conflict ends up because you're in your head. You're yeah, you're, you're not you're not releasing it. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. And and you're not present, right? The, the more you are either in your thoughts or you, you're in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I I know that there are times there that I could be in a beautiful place and I'm not noticing it because... You're busy there. Yeah. I'm busy, right? You're busy either in the past or projecting in the future, anxious about what may or may not happen right. and how you can stop it and prevent it, Right. Well, and this is the, you know, when she says, you know, avoiding a conversation because you think there's a potential conflict, we have no prediction over the future, right? We might have, we might have had a conflict in the past that is being projected to a future state, but in reality, it has nothing to do with the present moment or what might actually happen. Mm -hmm. So, but if we go and this is what I I teach executives that are going into potential meetings uh, where they think there might be some conflict because in the past they've had conflict in the boardroom. And so they go in with this mindset of being prepared for the conflict. Well, if you go in prepared for conflict, what are you going to get? Conflict. conflict. Because you're, yeah. you're prepared for it. Right. So yeah. how about we drop the agenda and if it comes up, go with it. Like if it, mm-hmm. if it comes in the present moment, go with it and just see what flows. Right. And if you notice that you're getting more into the personal side, right? Just step back, let go more, right? Get into the more I feel. Yeah. Get into which is the present moment. Which <clears throat> is the present moment. So yeah, no, and it's um like you said, I mean, it's really about getting comfortable with conflict in the sense of that we it's always there. Right. So we can't we can't. I mean, I don't think you can avoid it. I've never been able to successfully avoid conflict 100% of the time. Like it always comes back. It always comes back, right? So, Like if you're not actually dealing with it, you mean, right? Well, yeah, no, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, like, like you, you're always going to have them. They're at different degrees. I mean, even when you avoid having, let's say, a conversation with someone because you're afraid of it becoming a conflict, maybe you avoid it once, maybe you avoid it two or three times, and then there's the one time that you just blow up, right? Because you just kept it all there. You just avoided it. You didn't express it. And now it's going to come out. It's going to come up big, and it's going to come up all the wrong ways, Right. So yeah, avoidance is not the way to go either, right? Unfortunately, it's part of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you're right, Adina. You know, it's it's the stop judging. You know, having <laughs> an opinion. Like it's a personal it. coaching for me. Yeah. And, 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 and you're glad you're getting something out of it. But yeah, no good good conversation as always. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
So I, I wanted to say something, you know, because we have this hand up there and I know it's political, but I think we're in that, in that realm of, not, listen, what's right and wrong, right? Um, yeah, I just wanted to say something about what's going on in the world right now. I have friends that have families in Ukraine and it's really, really sad. And I think while we cannot do much about it. All that we can do is really throw them positive thoughts and do whatever crosses our path to contribute, either it's like financially or whatever it is that we're raising awareness around it. It's a really tough situation, what's going on right now on that side of the world, which is very close to where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And it makes me deeply sad. And that's that's the ultimate ugly side of conflict, right? It's yeah, it's the, the expression of when one side doesn't see the other side at all and just wants what it wants. Yeah, yeah. And and you can label it or call it whatever you want, but it's 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 that extreme position where somebody takes a stand on something and you know and creates a creates a story and a dialogue around it justifies it right and there's no there's no win-win there's absolutely no win-win out of out of any of that right and yeah i mean if anybody hasn't noticed we've we've put a a hand at the top of the screen there and it's the ukrainian flag and my heritage comes from there too you know uh, my mother's my mother's side is all from ukraine and um and it it what i find really um powerful is the images of the people that are leaving the country right and yet you will still find smiles on their faces which me for me demonstrates the resilience of of the humans and i was i was writing something you know i was kind of and i know i have no idea if this means anything to anybody but when you really realize who you're pointing that gun at, mm-hmm. you can't help but drop it, right? I mean, we're all human and we need to get in touch with that. You know, we're all in this together. And it's, yeah, it is it is sad. And um, uh, my prayers and heart goes to all the people that are affected by that, not only yeah. in the Ukrainian country, but I mean, I, I I know that there are a lot of Russians that are feeling the same way, wondering how can this really be? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because yeah, it's not it's not a war that has been chosen by the Russian people either, right? No. They're just dragged into it. I don't think it. anybody had a vote on it. <laughs> Please, he's just shutting down media outlets and yeah. newspapers, and you know, isolating them even more. It's yeah, it's really it's really sad, and it is the ultimate expression of the ego and the you know the inability to see the other point of view or have compassion. It's it's mm-hmm. a, the absolute expression of all of that. It's yeah. it's the ugliest side of it. Yep, it's it is, and and yeah. Um, on that, <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you again. Um, for everybody that has showed up and those that are watching the recording show, um, please, please share this. Like we want to get our messages and our, you know, their, our wellness out to the, out to everybody, because when you're in a good feeling, you, you, you don't have this stuff, right? You just don't have this stuff. Right. And, um, anyways, um, I appreciate everybody showing up. Uh, thanks, Alistair. I know it's late in Sweden, and um, and appreciate everybody's comments. But uh, we will um, touch in again next week. Thank you, everyone, for showing up. We'll see you next week, and hopefully, we'll get some peace soon around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, now. Bye, everyone. Good to see you. Thank 
you so much for joining us. We appreciate every listener that is committed to the journey of transformation. And if you found value in today's episode, join us for the next conversation as we take on a new topic every week. Subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss any tips and insights. Your experience of the show means a lot to us. So please help us amplify our impact by posting an honest review. This action matters to us more than you know. You can find us on social media at An Honest Look Podcast and on our YouTube channel at An Honest Look. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao. And until next time.